0: Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka, of Bharati and Ryan Huang with you. Let's take a look at the healthcare landscape here in APEC. You know, it's set for unprecedented growth. Digital health is something that's expected to reach uh, 100 billion US dollars in value by the year 2025.
1: And certainly, I think this comes as no surprise. My own uh, habits have changed when it comes to seeing a doctor because of COVID-19, you know, movement was restricted, right? So you would Go directly to the clinic, but all these new services have come up where you can just see a doctor on an app via your phone, get a consult, even get a prescription. So that's just, I think, one of the small ways in which things have changed. If we look larger, I'm sure we'll notice more bold innovation. Investment in healthcare startups is also increasing and all of this will be critical to of course transforming the future of healthcare.
0: So we want to talk about this company called Medtronic recently launching their inaugural Medtronic Open Innovation Platform here in Singapore and it's catered to address the most demanding healthcare challenges of today. So we'll find out about that, the importance of partnerships where this industry's ecosystem is concerned. On the line with us is Chris Lee, president of Medtronic asia pacific chris good morning how are you good good morning how are you very good. Uh, interesting, this company, Medtronic Healthcare and Technology. Tell us a little bit more about Medtronic.
2: Yeah, Medtronic is actually the global leader in medtech industry, medical devices and, and surrounding area. We are actually the number one company in the world by market cap and the revenue, as well as in APAC as well. So we're the global leader in this area.
1: Mm. Can you give us a more specific idea of your achievements over the last few years? I mean, what sorts of uh, breakthroughs have you made as a group?
2: Yeah, we are, again, uh, as the global leader, leader we are advancing our technology specifically in the uh, medtech device area but we're trying to capitalize the growing uh, development into artificial intelligent robotics and machine learning and internet of things and digital health and as you just mentioned a few minutes ago with this covid-19 people are reluctant to go to hospital and the remote monitoring and telemedicine is also growing and it is unlikely that this will go away even if covid-19 goes away you know hopefully in the near future so we are working with the uh, singapore government and various companies to see whether we can actually position Singapore as the uh, regional hub in developing this new technology so that people can get the benefits.
0: Chris, we'll talk about that in just a sec. I am interested though, the, you talked about so many different aspects that would classify under health technology, but in your opinion, you know, and especially where Medtronic is concerned. Which of these different components of healthcare technology that you mentioned stands out the most? Which one you think is making the the biggest breakthrough in that sense?
2: Well, they are all related and unrelated. It's a broader area, but we pers- uh, we believe that the uh, artificial intelligence, you know, people commonly talk about this as AI, and robotics are the area that will be developing the fastest with the uh, enabling technology supported by uh, digital health and digital area as well. So they are actually all interconnected. So we are working hands and hand with all these three areas together.
1: I'd just like to get a bit of an insight into the balance between, you know, the human element versus the tech element. Of course, it's the stuff of sci-fi movies, right? That... One day you won't even need doctors or nurses anymore. Machines will take care of all of it. But I notice you use the word "enabler" a lot. So where do you see the balance here? Technology just as an enabler? How will that grow? Where's the human element in all of this?
2: We believe that despite of the technology being developed, I think we see from a science in a fiction movies that the uh, in the future robots will do everything and they no longer may need the human touch. But that will never be the situation. We will still need the human touch. But we think that this fast development area with the uh, AI and the digital data-driven technologies, we will still need the human touch as well as the robotics, you know, assist by the, the, the data here. Again, uh, we think that the Singapore will be the best place to develop that together. But they need to work together, both human and, and the robotics and AI and, and everything else in between.
0: Chris, let's talk about this newly launched open innovation platform with EDB Singapore. So it's to help startups. What help do these startups need, actually?
2: Because, you know, although Singapore has been positioned as a regional hub for many industries, especially the manufacturing, the clinicals and the pharmaceuticals and all that, but when it comes to medtech industries, again, with the recent technologies of AI and robotics and all that, people tend to believe, that particularly the venture capitalists believe, that the payout is a long term and then they cannot wait too long. And Singapore is uh, naturally the, uh, the regional hub for attracting all these startup companies. So we are working with the uh, Economic Development Board, Singapore, one of the Singapore government agencies known as EDB, to work with the startup companies by not only offering them the funding, but our know-how as well to work together to develop these technologies and bring them faster to the market. As you have seen from recent development of the vaccines, Although uh, possibly the top city commonly used vaccines are developed by Pfizer, AstraZeneca, and Madonna. If you look at them, they are all co-developed with the startup companies. Pfizer with the BioNTech, German startup companies, and AstraZeneca was with the Oxford University in the UK. And Madonna itself is a startup company. Same thing in the medtech industry as well. No company, no matter how big they are, they can work alone. You need to work with the startup companies. You need to put your brains together to eliminate the duplication of the early uh, studies and research so we can do it together. So we're providing everything from A to Z, from the the discovery of something from the lab into the marketing and approval of the the products so that people can use the product earlier and faster. We think that we can do it better by collaborating together instead of one company or one agency doing it by themselves.
1: Mm. What is the criteria? I mean, how do you decide which startup deserves to be on this platform?
2: Yeah, so we actually open up the uh, platform to invite any startup companies, no matter how big, how small they are, so they can submit the initial application and they will have a group of panel experts into every single area into this broader medtech industry to review them together. So we will be offering initial investment to a uh, $200,000 US per case if they are proven to be applicable, workable, and with the pull of the fund up to $50 million over the next five years we are hoping that we can develop multiple companies with the multiple ideas together with EDB so that some the of these products can you know, come to a market as one of the meaningful innovation and advancement moving forward.
0: Chris, you know, we started the conversation by talking about MedTech in the APEC region. So I'm curious, two questions. First one, how do you ensure that the standard is equal between different countries in APEC, and when we're talking about different countries, is there are there challenges when you're trying to enter different markets?
2: Yes, there are a lot of challenges entering into a different market. Although, uh, you know, basically human being beings are the same everywhere, but different government have a different regulatory environment and different requirement to the product into the practice to prevent the medicine and, and treating the human being so unfortunately the criteria is a very in a you know, country by country but singapore being one of the most advanced countries we are trying to again use singapore as a regional hub to demonstrate that that this can be expanded beyond singapore but at this point in time although people debate that u.s is probably the most advanced in this area along with the size of the market that is supporting that followed by EU, but Asia Pacific is not far behind. A lot of the uh, experts estimate that the APEC will take over the EU market in the next several years and eventually will take over the U.S. to become the biggest healthcare market in the world. But we also hope that the sophistication along with that will also catch up very soon. And we again think that Singapore can play a big role in leading the way.
1: Since we are talking about disparities among the various countries, right? I know one of the issues often is accessibility to all of these great services for large communities in large countries. How do you address that? I mean, while the tech is available, the services are available, how to ensure that everybody, including in the remotest villages in some of these large countries, has access?
2: Yes, yeah, that's a affordability problem, and there's a lot of complicated political reasons behind that. We, as one of the method companies, can try to come up with the most advanced technologies that are available to the market to the underserved populations. But as you saw from this unequal access of the vaccine for for the world, we just need. We need to work with the various stakeholders and decision makers to make sure that the products are distributed evenly and equally to the, the area. But affordability is a huge concern, and that's something that we need to work together, especially with the regulators.
0: Mm. Chris, so interesting. So a bit of case study, perhaps. Maybe you could share with us a situation where a company from around the region, maybe even in Malaysia, has worked with you guys in terms of advancing med tech
2: yeah we are working with just about every country in Asia Pacific, including Malaysia, although Malaysia and Singapore are very close to each other. and in fact, in our company, we put Malaysia and Singapore together as one subgroup working closer to each other. But again, Singapore, Malaysia being a totally different independent country and they have their own rights to have their own regulations and own requirements. So even that, although they are closer than any others in our region, They are very much different. So stage of the advancement and stage of affordability, how some of the products are being distributed, how much people pay are totally different between Singapore and Malaysia. Although the gap is narrowing, but it will take some some time before, before we can narrow the gap. And it is a complex issue, so again, requiring beyond the, uh, the one or two companies together to come up with the common platform. But we're hoping that we can actually narrow the gap by demonstrating the uh, so-called unmet medical needs that equally apply to every human being.
1: Uh, let's talk about your work specifically with startups, right? I mean, on this platform, that's what it's all about. Tell us more about the common roadblocks they face and illustrate for us how you can help them through all of this.
2: Yeah, they are one of the biggest challenges in the uh, startup companies that are facing in our industry because they are facing far more difficulties in securing venture funding, although money is available widely due to the COVID-19 because they don't know where to, where to put their money. Because the capital venture companies are thinking that the investments are more risky because the, the return on investment for smaller healthcare companies are typically much longer than other form of a business model. And people do not have enough expertise in this uh, medical area, so they often make mistakes by investing into something else that is not actually seen as a true medical advancement and improvements. So therefore, companies like Medtronic and some others, uh, along with the several government agencies, need to put a group of experts to work with them to provide them the funding, but especially more into the technical know-how and understanding of how complex that is and, and wait for patiently to, for the to recoup of the money because they have to get the return on you know, money as well. But it, it is very difficult and very complex. So here, we think that we can actually work with them faster and bring them together and, and bring them to the market faster and at the same time. We have the full understanding of how complex that is and, and also offering our access of everything that we have done in the past nearly 70 years so that, that they can actually use the platform as if it's their own. So we are opening our facilities They're soon to be open early next year so that all the startup companies can come to Metronic as if they're one of our own employees and we work together. So hopefully this can help them to overcome the challenges they're facing with the typical venture capitalists.
0: Wow, that sounds really amazing. Apart from that, Chris, I mean, what else is next for Metronica? This open innovation platform is part of a 50 million investment in Asia Pacific. So just to wrap it up, I mean, where do you see Metronic and the APEC region in the next year?
2: Yeah, besides that, we are again as one of the leading tech companies in the world, in APEC alone, we are already generating $4 billion revenue and making us a leader in every single country in Asia-Pacific, from Korea to India to Australia and everything else in between, investing several billion dollars with nearly 10,000 full-time engineers working every single day, basically 24-7. So we hope to maintain this leading position for many years to come. But hopefully this investment into the uh, latest technology, particularly the robotics and AI and remote monitoring and telemedicine, will help us to advance the uh, global medicine so that more people can get the benefit.
1: Sounds like a great initiative. Thank you very much, Chris, for joining us this morning. Chris Lee, President of Medtronic Asia Pacific. You stay safe and take care, yeah, Chris?
0: Okay, thank you.